All right, welcome back. Uh, just two weeks ago, we were talking about trials, Curtis. Yep. And now we're going to be talking about the big final, Ed Burke Million on Sunday. Yeah, we'll come back. Another uh, super competitive final here for the Ed Burke. We had a pretty good final there in the kindergarten fraternity. I'm pretty excited to see a lot of the same runners come back. and we got some new shooters here, it'll be good. I think it's, it's a very competitive field, obviously, uh, but it's also a very competitive race because of where Wicked Affair drew. Wicked Affair drew on the far outside, and we've seen how well this horse took to the outside in the kindergarten. Yep. And um, so that's going to make the race that much more interesting, and deservingly so. Ed Burgart landed Wicked Affair as your 2-1 to one boy night favorite. So we'll talk about, more about the maturity later on when we get through all of the races. Night race program on Sunday night, and it obviously concludes with the Edberg. But before we do that, I wanted to touch back. It seems that now we're in NBA offseason, but it's like it's become a lot more exciting than the actual finals to keep up with all the 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 news stories going on uh, on Twitter and and media, but. I wasn't in a believer that Kawhi was going to leave, but now it's official. Supposedly, Popovich went to me with Kawhi. He said, don't even try. I'm not coming back. I want to leave. Really? So that's, that's the lady. Like, it's been pretty much confirmed that Kawhi's out of San Antonio. See, I, I hadn't uh, seen any of the news today. I'd been watching where... They're kind of mixed stories whether the Lakers had reached out to the Spurs uh -huh, yet. And yeah. then there was, of course, the other side where they're like, oh, Lakers now reached out to the Spurs with offers. Then it then it was uh, Jerry West coming out saying, you know, don't rule out the, the Clippers. Clippers uh -huh. And, uh, I mean, anytime Jerry West can set his sights on something, he can be, uh, you know, a really good mentor and, and have some pretty attractive deals. So it's still up in the air where he's going to come. He uh, could be on your Clippers. You I, never I know. I mean, the, the Clippers cleared the Griffin. Uh, contract they cleared Chris Paul, and I think DeAndre is a free agent. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's there's money there on the table. There's for the first time in a lot of years, Doc Rivers actually played a lot of the rookies last year, mm -hmm. and they played pretty well. There were two or three of them that I actually played pretty well. Yeah, it's not like uh, when he started putting in the young guys, they tanked. Exactly. No. And I think that's what everybody expected. Yeah. So uh, you know you got to give him credit. The Clippers hung on. And I, that's what I'm saying. When people say, oh, Paul George, he's, he's an L.A. guy. He wants to just – everybody's just talking about the Lakers. Mm -hmm. But, like, Kawhi now basically saying he, he's not going to stay in the Spurs. I don't think Popovich is going to trade him to the Lakers, no matter what kind of package he gets. Yeah, I don't really know what Pop is going to do. Some people are saying there's no way that he would, you know, trade him to the West and any team that he's probably going to go to the East. But, you know, I don't see Pop as holding grudges no matter – what how relationship soured you know he just does, he seems like he's gonna make the smartest trade yeah whatever he can team. get yeah and in in the future he just wants to beat Kawhi so well, he doesn't well, care where he goes what do you think the Lakers can offer to get Kawhi I mean they have a lot of young talent a couple of their their guys uh I really like but everybody's saying one of the pieces is Julius Randle yeah. and I really love him because yeah he seems like he brings a toughness to the team who would you want to keep no matter what Randall or Ingram? Oh, God. That's I mean, I think Ingram uh, last year kind of broke out of the pack and became the, the leader of the Lakers. 
he, you know, he had a couple of good games against Kevin Durant, yeah. you know, which he, he put up good numbers. And he seems like he should be the, the cornerstone moving forward. So I would probably, uh, of those two, I would get rid of Randall. Yeah. So uh, do they have any feature picks, Lakers, that I can think of? Because they can do Lonzo, Lonzo someone else in a pick for Kawhi. My buddy who's a Philly fan, he was telling me that uh, I think they traded one of their high picks away to Philadelphia. Okay. So maybe that's mm. maybe they can't offer that high enough and I don't know how how well the market is for, for Lonzo. <laughs> I mean you see his brother didn't even yeah, get I know. it seems like everybody just wants to steer clear of uh, the ball family, so we may be stuck with them, but yeah, it seems the the players connected to it are Kuzma, Randall, and Ingram. So. Yeah. You think they'll get rid of Lonzo? Uh, you know, I, if it's good enough, I I think, yeah, they'll, they'll get rid of them. Everyone's on the table at this point. Yeah. Cause you got uh, LeBron, you got Kawhi, you got Paul George. Yeah. When you're bringing in the, the premier talent and I think you can get rid of Lonzo who, you know, is kind of still on the fence of whether, you know, he can lead and whether he can produce. So, you know, his shot was pretty rough. So if you have to give him up to get Paul George or LeBron, yes. Pack your bags. Uh, but I agree with you that I think Ingram is the one they'll think two or three times about before making a switch. Yeah. Because I think that that's the one that's the one guy they want to keep. Yeah. Because that's the only one that I think they're they're they wouldn't be okay with like uh let me let me think about it. But everyone else, if you know Kawhi's the other one, they're like hey, everyone this one and this one take them. Yeah. It's just weird being in the situation where we had a lot of. Decent young prospects, yeah. I think. You know, when you had Clarkson and, and Nance, you know, that that went away to Cleveland. I think there was a good young core there that maybe could have, you know, been something going forward if you give them a little time to develop. But once uh, LeBron's out there on the table and Kawhi, I think you got to make a move. I still can't wrap my head around how average Clarkson and Nance looked in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, over here they looked pretty solid. Yeah, they looked like solid basketball players. Yep. And they just looked so average in Cleveland. <laughs> I, it seems like Cleveland's putting a little more trust in Nance. I think they've uh, told him, you know, now that LeBron's probably leaving, uh, I think they, they reached out to him and said, you know, you're going to be a bigger piece moving forward. But, yeah, they they were underwhelming there in Cleveland. I, I was still rooting for them even though they went on another team. But, yeah, they didn't really show up there in the playoffs too much. So we'll see what happens. But the offseason has – become a lot more interesting now and it feels like there's no break because you're you know the finals are done and now the the trades uh, the offseason the offseason just becomes a lot more interesting because of social social media so it's fun it's fun to catch up on all the things i think Kawhi's coming to the west no matter what i think if he gets traded to the east he finds his way back to the west mm-hmm. somewhere or another. so um but I think the Clippers are going to make a big move. I think they are. Uh, whether they get one of the, you know, LeBron wants to be in the late, doesn't necessarily mean he wants to be in the Lakers. Yeah. Because Lakers, you got a lot of history there. You got Kobe, the most recent superstar. You got all those mm-hmm. championships with him and Shaq. Um, does he really want to come here? And let's say he doesn't get the support he wanted, and he just chases a Lakers championship ring in two or three years and doesn't get it, then he just becomes another story in the chapter. But if he goes to the Clippers, he instantly becomes 
the greatest clipper yep. in a year or two in the history of the team. That was kind of my thinking why he wouldn't go to the Lakers and, and choose the yeah. Clippers because then he wouldn't have to worry about the know, shadows about you know yeah. his his jersey hanging up yeah. with, with Kobe and, and and Magic and all that. He could go and and he could start his own thing there with the Clippers. And I, yeah, that, that's that's the thing that was circling in my head because if you come to the Lakers and you're not successful in one, two, three years or whatever he, he might come here, then he's a lot of people are gonna be like, oh. Kobe had more bums around him, and he still got one <laughs> ring. LeBron couldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. I just think there's a lot more downside. Yeah. But if he goes to the to the Clippers, he'll instantly become the greatest Clipper in, in, in two or three years if he, if he takes him to the finals or whatever it might be. Yeah, and I, I go back to what I said about just Jerry West being in there. I think uh, That's know, huge. He, he, he's going to be there and, and say, LeBron, come in. We're going to. Mm-hmm get you all the pieces that we can when the logo is involved you got to pay attention and speaking of what to pay attention for we got the daytime tournament meet here at los alamitos kicking off in six short days we're recording this in, on friday on june 28th thursday is opening day and uh, through july 15th with a special wednesday program on july 4th so usually it's thursday through sunday but there's, there's that one special wednesday on Wednesday, July 4th, that they're going to race. But the interesting part about July 4th, they also have a, a handicapping contest for Vegas to, for the National Horse Players Championship on July 4th. So on a Wednesday, you can qualify to Vegas here at Los Al. That's going to be fun. And shout out to Dave Weaver. I just seen a tweet from him. He played the contest today at Sanita. He finished second. Oh, did he? Yeah. So he qualified to Vegas today at Sanita. Oh, okay. I- Every time he goes to Vegas, doesn't he have some hectic schedule yes. to where he's like flying in and out and making picks and uh, just weird? It, he it, just he just likes to be there, and it's good to have somebody, you know, that's always on air, yeah, you know, doing well. You know, some yeah. people always like to knock and, and say that they can't do it, but there you have Weaver qualifying to the to the tournament. So. There's a, a there if there's a guy that doesn't need an excuse to go to Vegas, it's Weaver. <laughs> it's Weaver. He basically every time I talk to him, he's like, I'm going to Vegas like in a couple of weeks. He, I can. He, if you add up all the times he goes to Vegas throughout the year, I'm pretty sure he's he's averaging a trip to Vegas at least once a month. Yeah, Weaver. Uh, he he definitely is just a fan of the game, and, and he likes to fire wherever. Yes, I'll come here. You know, sometimes to do entries and or pick something up, and, and I'll see Weaver yes, in the clubhouse. In clubhouse he's, yeah. he's got his, his Steelers jersey <laughs> on, and he's making bets in there. So, yeah, he just loves to fire away. And speaking of of the third season. A change to the wagering menu. The pick fours are now going to become a dollar minimums, which we're used to over the nighttime because that's mm-hmm. what it's always been. Yeah, and we've always said that we love the dollar minimums because if you only beat one favorite, you're going to get paid already. Yeah, uh, and you know you got to look at it. It's not like there's an abundance of 10, 12, 8, 9, 10, 11 horse fields. No. And I was always, I was always mentioning this, that changing that that minimum could produce a lot better payouts when you catch a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten to one shot uh, in a four horse sequence. So um, I don't know what it's going to do to the pools, uh, but at that point, the pools are pretty good already. That at this point, I'm I'm definitely going to play them more. Yeah, there's been some controversy you know whether you know 
people have said the pros and cons yeah. uh, about both sides, but you know, we're used to playing the dollar mm-hmm. pick four. So, you know, it's, it's nothing new to us. People are really knocking it saying, you know, the 50 cent wager was a way to bring in new fans. But I, I would say that the pick four isn't something for new fans. No. I would say when you're just win breaking in, win yeah. play show, that's, that's, that's where you want to yeah. do it. And, and you work your way up. So yeah. I, I really don't like that, you know, as a, as an argument against it, but I, I agree. I think it could lead to some bigger payouts. You know, people, uh, really having to narrow their tickets down mm-hmm. and uh, you really have to, to find the price in there. You can't be spreading out uh, like you used to. So I think it'll encourage better handicapping as well. I do. I do. I agree. And so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a good thing to, to check out or maybe, you know, because during the 50 cent pick fours, you find a 10 to one shot. You're still hoping you beat another favor along the way to get paid something. Yeah. Now this way you're like, well, I created some separation. So, um, you know, fair, fair arguments from a lot of people on Twitter that said, um, I don't really like it. Some people are like, I love it. I'm going to play more. There's some people that said, I don't really play LaSalle. Now I'm going to play it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that are like, I used to play LaSalle all the time. Now I'm really, really going to play the pick fours. Well, it goes both ways. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, the 50 cent early pick five, low takeout. It's still there. Nothing changes. It's just about the, the pick fours, the early one and the late one. Uh, so that's. Basically, the main change uh, for the daytime season. And uh, do you come out? Well, I'm living five minutes from, you know, I I, uh, always come out a a few days. This uh, coming up right off the bat, I'm actually going to be in Colorado visiting the in-laws. For the first time, I'm I'm going over there to meet them. Oh, first time? Yeah. uh, My wife's father recently uh, retired and moved from Buena Park back to where he was... uh, originally from in Colorado, so we're going there uh, all week long, so I'll miss that first week, but you know, I always make it out, and I like to come and just be a fan again and, and like to hang out with everybody. Is, is there cell phone signal, and will you be having, can you, are you able to wager on your phone out there? <laughs> you know, last time I'm worried was, about you. When, when we went to Walt Disney World, uh-huh. everybody crashed out at like, I don't know, like 10 o'clock. Yeah, you know? and East so, Coast time. Yeah, so with yeah. the difference, so I was just sitting in bed, and I was I was watching Low Sal, but yeah, this time it doesn't sound like there's going to be a whole, you know, it's in the mountains. It's not going to be signal. Uh, I don't know about the Wi-Fi. Wow. You know, it, it sounds like be uh, I'm going to be roughing it so for, for a week. What day of the week are you leaving and what day are you coming back? We're going to leave on Monday, okay. and, I, and I think we're going to come back Monday. So it's, a, it's a whole week stay. <laughs> Man, that's a, that's a double header you're going to miss out on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking too <laughs> forward because – my wife has explained there's not a whole lot to do out uh, there, and so I'm just kind of biting my tongue. And how, I, how far are you from Arapaho Park? Is oh, it anywhere there? I actually looked it up. I was like, oh, maybe we can go to Arapaho. Yeah, yeah. It's like five hours oh, away. Right. So you're so, like in the other side. Yeah, yeah. it's on the, it's like the, on the eastern part yeah. of, of Colorado, and, and Arapaho is more toward the west. Oh. So, yeah, no chance of that happening. Man, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be thinking of you. I'll <laughs> yeah, be thinking keep of me you. in your prayers, yes, everybody. I will. That, that's going to be, that's gonna be a, a long, long trip. So. Hopefully you you you've uh you have a good trip there with uh your wife and, and then Lola there. Yeah, we're gonna be. Uh, I think it takes like. Are you, so you're driving it? Yeah, we're driving. Okay. Because again, I think the nearest airport is Denver, yeah, and so. it's it's hours away. So we'd have to fly in and then rent a car. And I At was thinking point about, pointless. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and they drive all the time. Yeah. So they're so. she's used to it. So we're just gonna, you know, take uh take time splitting the the driving duties and. 
we'll be out there uh, Monday night. Do you like driving over the during the nighttime or daytime? Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm, I'd probably prefer night, you know, because you can really just set it on cruise yeah, control yeah. and and just uh, listen to the radio. But, you know, it really doesn't matter to me. Okay. So you plan on leaving like early a.m.? Or like yeah, I, <laughs> she's got it all planned okay. out. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> That's going to be fun. All right. So we'll keep you in our thoughts there. Hopefully you make it through the week. Yeah, it, it might be tough. I hear fishing is the big, uh, the big Hi. adventure hey, on the way. So. Not bad. That'd and be I, fun. I don't think I've been fishing in like 20 years. So. All right. So you can send me pictures of your catch. <laughs> yeah. That'll be, that'll be fun. All right. Let's take a look at a Sunday's program, Nine Range Program, like we mentioned, highlighted by the Edward Millen Futurity. Race one, four furlongs, not four and a half, four furlongs, claiming 2,500s for Phillies and Mare, three years on up. So it's an open um, claimer. So you're going to see a lot of horses that have come up maybe out, out of some tougher races. But overall, a few of these have raced against each other. And that rate makes the race a, a little bit more interesting. Uh, who did you end up taking in this race? I went with the chalk right off the bat. I went with the evening again, yeah. the five. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of strategy in this one. Uh, I think just the four, five, and one are all going to be shooting out there to the front. But the five has beaten the four yeah. and, and the one before. So I, I went with the five on top. Uh, just because they've been running against better races, I, I like the, the la uh, last two outs at four furlongs, and I think it'll be tough again. And last time out, <coughs> excuse me, I made BG, uh, Secret Crab, my lock of the night. And even again, got the job done last night at that time, excuse me. And they're drawn literally the same kind of post positions as last time out. And even again, was able to outbreak, crossover, and that was pretty much the race. That looks like it's going to set up the same. So I agree with you. I'll give the edge here for BG uh, to evening again, excuse me. But I'll go 5 4 1. I think Celeste Princess can make the race interesting from the rail. I was visually impressed with that win last time out uh, in front of Irish and Lucky, who came back to win next time out. So I thought it was a, a better-than-looked win for Stellan's Christmas. So, so I'll make her uh, the third choice on paper. I think she can race, make the race very interesting if the five or the four don't break on top. So I'll go five for one. Yeah, I went five one four. Uh, all the same reasons. Stellan's Princess. I just didn't think the group was was uh, as strong. Yeah. Uh, as this one is, and but I do like you know Yannette along the rail. She's been really good in, on the turn races, and Big G Secret Crab. I think it's good for this horse to be you know going the four furlongs, but I, it just seems to have been re regressing the yeah. last three. So I went five one four. All right, so that's race one. Race two, the second half of the early double. You got eight hundred seventy yard allowance, non winners of two lifetime, compact field of six, and this is where I made my lock of the night. Um, I would have made Pro Provodinuk. Provodivnuk? How do you pronounce that? I forget. Oh, is that the Paul Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Provodnikov? Provodnikov. There you go. I forget. You know I'll, how... I'll go with my, my, my gringo yeah, pronunciation. Provodnikov. <laughs> I searched it up. He's a boxer, like a Russian boxer. Oh, okay, that's who they yeah. named it after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's why they named it. But that's the last name of a, of a boxer, I believe, uh, Russian. Uh, but if that horse would have been their second choice on the morning line, I would have probably made that one my lock of the night. Uh, but I made the two Kalinta Shuffle my lock of the night here for Wayne Baker, shipping in from Golden Gate. Uh, has good gate speed acceleration out of the gate. Has been racing uh, against tougher fields, going five furlongs. 
and didn't give up the lead until deep stretch last time out there. And the eventual winner closed from the back of the pack. Uh, the runners that he dueled with, they were pretty much at bay there at second and, I mean, third and fourth. Uh, so I like the speed um, of the two. And I think the main rival was going to be the four. So that's why I decided to just make this one the two, the lock of the night, and see if he can now break the four, Captain Walker. Yeah, I went with the two on top as well. But uh, just because it had been you know, really fast up north, it was on the turf. That's yeah. the only uh, knock I, I could give this horse. Mm -hmm. But I, I really like the four in second. I, I think all you need to do here is go two four. Mm -hmm. uh, the four looks awfully tough just based on uh, the maiden win. It went 45-62. And that beats all the other Los Al uh, runners that, uh, that have already tried here. But I went over across town to Santa Anita for five and a half and uh, just weakened there, but did show speed. But I think maybe that opens it up for the two. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe Captain Walker uh, really remembers that Santa Anita speed and, and Calina Shuffle uh, can just stay with them early. Uh, for a price, I went with the one horse in third, Hidden Crook, uh, based off that maiden win. I don't think... This horse is going to stay up with a two and four, but I did like it. It was closing two outs back, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, maybe it can get a nice trip just sitting in a, you know, stocking these two. Yeah, and uh, you know, interesting to note about the one Juan Sanchez has been ridden the one last time out. He's going to get off the one to ride the two, but I do agree. I think it's a two horse race between the two and the four. Uh, the one and the five will probably be right there there for the for the minor places. Um, and I don't know what to make about the six horse. Big bad bad man coming in from Turf Paradise. Um, have previously run here Los Al, but had not made much of an impact. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see what that horse can can improve coming back to Los Al. But we agree, two and four are the two runners here in race number two. Yeah, I went two four one. All right, race three. We got maidens going three hundred yards. Sixty two fifty is the claiming price for this field of eight. This probably was a head scratcher uh, type of race for for me. I could have gone. A few different ways. Ultimately, I landed with the five six around Bella for Jesus Nunez, uh, E.G. High Desert Farms. Has improved a little bit in each and every start and hasn't been the best of trips in each start. So I still think there's more to give there. Um, and that one with the class drop down to this level for the first time will give my check mark here. Yeah, I went to the one rock on Foos mm -hmm. down along the inside for Matt Fails. Uh, this horse is coming in from Turf Paradise. I probably would have liked if this horse uh, was given a work over the track one time, but just comes in off that uh, April 29th race in, in a fraternity consolation. Uh, had Rodrigo aboard, and it looks like it was in close and just weakened there at the end, but this time they put the blinkers on. Uh, I like that aspect. And then they, uh, I think they spotted this horse really well yeah. the first time. They just dropped him down to the 6250 level. I gave him a big look. Yeah, so I'll go five for Summertime Hawk off of that good second place finish last time out. Much improved uh, for Jaime Gomez. And the one there is my third choice, Rock on Foos, for Matt Fell. So I'll go 5-4-1. Yeah, I went 1-4-7. Uh, I like uh, the Paul Jones runner there on the outside. Uh, gets Ayala up. Uh, going from Lozano to Ayala, I think that's a pretty big switch. Mm -hmm. And uh, was only beaten uh, one and a half lengths there. And 16.02 was a pretty decent time for this level, I think. You know, if if you go, you know, 1590, yeah, I was gonna say 1585, 1590 yeah. in that range. And so he's not too far off. If Ayala can improve, this horse could be right there. Yeah, and drawn to the outside, you got to pay attention there for Jones and Ayala. So tricky race. That'll be the third race Definitely. on the program. I'll go 541, 147. All right, there we go. Race number four, the Invitational. Uh, 
Uh, There's usually a very good race to close out the, the pick four because we have a lot of the runners that didn't quite make the final top 10 for the big one. They get to run here for the Invitational. We got a full field of 10. And you could probably guess who I like, but I want to hear who you like first. I went to the 10 on the outside. Okay. Corona Crush. That's my second choice, yeah. Um, I think this horse is, is pretty quick, but has had trouble in the last pair. Uh, but it has been running against SC Moneymaker, and, you know, powerful favorite. So, you know, if you make a mistake against those, uh, you're pretty much done with. But I go back to the the maiden race against Stevie Flash yeah. and Chance, and I like my chances. You know, that that proved to be a pretty productive race. And uh, Corona Crush drawn on the outside uh, can stay out of trouble and break quickly, I, I think, has a big shot. Yeah, I, I agree. That's my second choice. My top choice is going to be the one, Corona, my Corona, who actually, you know, I thought this horse was going to move up a lot more than than what this horse ran uh, in, the, in the trials there, but just ran into a monster that night. Wicked yeah. Affair came back and just trounced the field. But I like how this one matured uh, visually. Uh, was very green uh, kind of in the first two starts and then looked a little bit better in the trials. Um, so we'll see what what this horse can do now. Maybe he's starting to figure it out. I'm going to pick on on top, 6-1. to one. Uh, Diablo stays aboard. He's gotten to know this horse twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, and last time I thought he could have finished second by a better margin. He probably could have been in the third place horse by three quarters of a length or maybe even a length um, if, if he really settled down and ran through his race. So I'll pick Corona by Corona on top. The 10 is my second choice. And then the 7, press the lights for Jose Flores and Janet McHenry. I like the debut win, three stars, uh, two stars back, excuse me, how well this horse broke. Then came back and had a rough trip in the, in the trials there. Uh, behind fellow rival FBF Farmhand. But I, I'm going back to that, that debut. I like what I saw. I think this horse can improve. So I'll give him my third choice. So I'll go 1, 10, 7. I went 10, 1, 3. I like BF Farmhand, but I think we're both in the same uh, same boat. We're trying to beat this horse. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of these horses tend to not break, you know, that, that well. Mm-hmm. But in this time is drawn between while last time was drawn on the far outside. And I think that had a big, uh, you know, big play in catching one berry there, but drawn in between, I think maybe can get into some trouble. So That's I'm going to try and yeah. beat the three. I went 10, one, three. Yeah. And this, this is probably where I'll probably just go too deep uh, or maybe three. I, I've got one, 10, seven, one, 10, seven, four. Uh, so I'm just trying to beat the three because if it wasn't for the outside post last time, he wouldn't have had a path. Yeah. to close and, and make that big run on the outside. So um, I'm not convinced that the the three can break good, and I think he's going to get into a little bit of trouble. So I'll go 1-10-7. Yeah, I went 10-1-3. I like the same thing you said about the the four. I think that's a quick horse and is pretty competitive. If the four can outbreak the, mm-hmm. you know, the three, you know, maybe can uh, just shut them off there. It might be all over right there. Yeah, so that's going to be an interesting way to close out the early pick four on Sunday night. Race five. This is the middle race um, car, middle race of the sequence. Uh, you can start a mid, mid car double here. We got an 870 yard maiden race. We got a field of six. The morning line favorite is going to be towards the inside would be a cyclotron who crossed the finish line in first, but got DQ'd there and placed second. Uh, but it's, it's good to see Omar Santos back, and it's good to see Brian Coroner bring this horse back here in the same. Type of spot. He's definitely 
is a horse to beat, but I'm going to try to beat him. Oh, okay. With the horse towards the outside, oh, my soul. Um, I don't know how I feel about the rail for the one. That's my only concern. Uh, there's not a lot of competition in this field. Once again, I think this is a two-horse race mm -hmm. between the one and the six, but I'll pick the six on top mainly just because of the outside post and making the second, I mean, the second start of the distance, yeah. So uh, Kenny McDade gets aboard. She is going to be riding at 117 on the program. Uh, technically, there's no apprentice allowance, but that lower weight could prove the difference there. Mm -hmm. It's about five pounds of difference between the one and the six. So I'll go six, one, two. I went with the one on top. Um, I do see what you're saying about drawing the rail. It broke a little slow last time and mm -hmm. got bumped. Uh, definitely can't have that happen here. No. But you know, this is one of my favorite plays is, is playing a horse that got DQ'd out of a maiden win yeah. and gets to go right back in and, and actually beat the six yeah. in that race. So I give that horse a big look. I put the six on my soul in second for all the reasons you said. And then I went with the four uh, Machete okay. for Jesus Mendoza uh, because I really like uh, when, when he goes 870. Uh, I, think he, I think he does very well. This works haven't been the greatest, but he does have – yeah, pretty good work on June 1st. Uh, worked 2 out of 20 that day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and gets Edgar Pieris aboard. Yeah, so uh, anytime he gets aboard, uh, I think you got to give a horse a look. Yeah, all right. So that's going to be a, another race that we think is between the top two, one and six. And you like the four there to complete the exotics. I'll give the two there a shot maybe at a price for the exotics. So that's race number five. Race six, the start of the late pick four. And... This was a tricky race. I don't know. I haven't finalized my pick four, but I'm leaning more towards an awe button for me. Okay. Uh, because I can I can make a case for a few of these runners. Uh, overall, I'll give the check mark to the two a Cajun Diva off of that good uh, win last time out. Drew the outside and one pretty much going away on the outside with Oscar Peinado. Now in the barn of Angie's Amudio and Cesar de Alba gets aboard. We've seen how good these these connections have done with these kind of moves. Yes. So I'll go with the six with the two on top uh, here in race number six. I went to the outside for my dad. Uh, he usually doesn't claim quarter horses. Yeah. That much. So uh, for him to to drop in here and get one for a, a claiming price, I I like it. And he draws the outside here. You know, pretty good breeding. I think we actually used to own the dam of this horse, uh, Nimble. Nimble. If I'm, I'm not sure, she was out of another one, Shrug, but. I like where this horse is drawn. I like uh, going from Ulysses to Oscar Panado. Did lose to Cajun Diva last time, but I'm hoping uh, hoping that maybe we can improve this one and the post draw really helps. And she, uh, she's she been consistent. I think that that's why they've seen in her form that she's been she's pretty much fired each and every start other than the debut when she got fractures, but she's been right there in the mix of things. And uh, she could be a good claim here for $5,000. I like the six for my second choice. The four will probably be my third choice there for Matt Fells. Another one coming in from Arizona. Uh, one on debut back in November. Uh, competed in a, in a futurity there, uh, finishing eighth. But this one has has some talent. We know this one can run can run uh, can run fresh. So I'll go two six four. Yeah, I went six four two. Just a little bit of a exactly. reverse order. I, I thought the same. Uh, angles of the other uh, matt fails runner we talked about earlier i thought this horse was well spotted for the debut here at los al and actually has run against horses from here already in dating game and tr hit and run so i think just dropping down to the eight thousand level could be uh, really competitive by the way we agreed on a lot of races last time out we did pretty well again that's it 
uh, I said last time, uh, don't be scared when we like horses. I yeah. mean, even in the six, I mean, like you said, it's a pretty uh, mixed bag here of horses. Yeah. But you know, when we lock in, uh, it's nothing to be scared no, of. No, I think we agreed. Uh, I, I want to say more than half of the card. Yeah. And we we were pretty much spot on in a few, on a yep. lot of those. So uh, we'll pat ourselves on the back for that one. Um, who was it? Tori, a fellow listener. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's one of the six now listeners of the podcast. <laughs> we're moving uh, up. We're moving up. He mentioned, he's like, you guys agreed again. And, uh, you know, the history proves correct. You guys would probably do okay. Look, when you sit down and you handicap a card, you want to pick, you know, uh, you know, who you think is the best. Mm-hmm. You can't really go out there and, and think about, especially since a lot of the times I do these uh, without the morning line. And, you know, you have to wonder what Burgart's going to do. But just make your picks. And if people like them, you know, just uh, chalk that up to good handicap. So shout out to Tori for listening to the podcast. <laughs> He's a he's a fellow listener. That's oh, he'll get a kick out of that. He'll, <laughs> he'll be a big slip. He go, actually goes to the Valencia uh, bowling alley, uh-huh. and uh, he'll bet horses and he'll give out horses to people there, and they really think he's a celebrity now. Oh, but, nice! But uh, yeah, he he's, he's always there and he's playing the races every night. All right, so shout out to Tori there, uh, playing some bowling and playing the ponies. So we arrived to the one of the few two year olds that I hyped up on Twitter, and it was pretty much. Pretty late into the two-year-old season, uh, I'm talking about the eight. Uh, Probodnikov here for Paul Jones. I knew well. Looking at the workout before this horse debuted, I knew he he was going to need longer distance. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't expecting a huge ever first time out because he didn't show that gate witness, and that he got into trouble because of that there and finished an even six, but had plenty of run past the wire. Since then, he's been gelding, and I believe uh, I think Paul Jones said he, he kind of worked this one, uh, or kind of galloped, and he looked much better if I remember last time I saw him. So I like the outside draw. Ayala stays aboard, first time gelding. I think he's really going to improve second time out. The only horse he's got to worry worry about is probably be the one here for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what a eagle for Ricardo Guillen, one that she eagle, and what a knockout there. Uh, so you see some breeding lines there, some winning breeding lines. Uh, that's probably the horse that can step up. But I'm going to give the edge to the eight. Uh, if this horse would have not been the morning favorite, I, I most definitely would have made this one my lock of the night. But either way, I'm 100% going to single and see if we can get something out of a product Nick of here because I think they're going to try to run this horse back on Governor's Cup Futurity Trials. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the eight looks really tough after having that bad start. You know, just got bumped repeatedly. It was running against sad face emoji mm-hmm. and accommodating. You know, those are uh, two horses that are flatter the form. The one uh, just from the works, this horse uh, worked really nicely. Had a twelve twenty gate work and, and twelve ten, and was just under hand urging throughout yes. and won both drills. Uh, Ricardo Guillen has already fired with first time starters. Yes. We saw in the kindergarten fraternity trials, and both of them happened to be along the rail. Was it Miss Ko? Miss Ko and. Uh, uh... I can't think of What's the, the other one. Uh, the other one, at the moment, but uh, but Miss Ko was one of them. For yeah, sure. and they both fired from mm-hmm. along the rail, yes. uh, so nothing to be scared of there. Uh, just looked really strong in in both works. If I had to go with another one, I would go with the four Hamilton. Uh-huh. A bit of a price there at six to one. That was a good second to search back. Yeah, he and he's been running against conquering Marie. Uh, 
and the the one two outs back you speak of was pull the trigger who I think is really yeah. really nice uh, for for Scott Willoughby. Uh, I think that horse is really going to be something to deal with down the line. And then uh, in the next start back just had a a pretty bad start and then uh, veered out and bumped and bumped again at, at the eighth pole and now was actually running against Wilder Ways who I believe came back and won the trial yeah. in the uh, Ed Burke mm-hmm. and, and paid pretty well. So uh, I think uh, Ayala hops off this one and goes to the eight. I think that's definitely the strongest play. But, yes. you know, Hamilton's got a shot to, to make some noise here. All right. So I'll go eight, one, two. I'll give the two. The other first time starter, I look here, worked 1220 on the 2nd of June there for Valentin's and Woodio, who's the owner as well. So um, I'll go eight, one, two. But definitely all my chips will be on the eight here for Paul Jones and Ayala on the outside. All right, the late double. Of the card, we got race number eight, 300 yards and allowance. Now one is a one on the year. We got a field of five, but it's a very competitive field of five. Yeah. And I want to hear your thoughts first. What did you like here? This will be my single of the night. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going with uh, the two. Even though yes. I don't like the two, okay. I'm going yeah. with Gronkowski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time at Los Al last time and just ran into a you know really tough horse monster. that night. A yeah, monster that night. Katie Easy moves. I that's got to be one of the top times for sure uh, of for the sure. year. You know, went fifteen twenty seven. He but he posted fifteen forty four, which is going to put him in the winner circle if he can improve. You know, just a, a little bit off that. I like that he's drawn between Western Coast and, and Time for Stoli. I don't think they're the toughest of runners, and I think the four and the five, you know, aren't running as well as they have in the past. So I, I gave Gronk my single tonight. Ooh, that's kind. So. If if people are listening, they might want to go all single, single, and then all <laughs> hope for some chaos in the nightcap. But I do agree. I gave Gronkowski my check mark too. I think the main threat is the class, which is the four elicity uh, for Juan Alleman. And Juan got a got a qualifier into the into the final. Uh, kind of a snuck one in. Yeah. If I remember on trials night for Patty Riley, but elicity is a back class there for for this four year old filly uh, by a political Jess out of Flame and Flash. Uh, he trained. He trained the sire. He trained. He trained the dam, and he's done a good job here with Elicity. So I think the main threat to Gronkowski is the four. For third choice, uh, I could probably flip a coin between the one and the five, but I'll go with the one time for Stully, searching out the three hundred for the first time in a while. Uh, maybe this horse has some sharpened speed out of those four one hundred yard dashes. So I'll go two four one. I put the five in second. Okay. We like Corona. Because I, I like the outside post for this horse, and Elicity can't really be relied upon for, mm-hmm. for a really fast start. And I, I would like to think that We Like Corona is going to outbreak him. So I put him in the second spot, and then I put uh, the one time for Stoldi in third. You know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I, <laughs> I'm not sure coming out of those 100 yard races if he's going to have the stamina for a 300 yard race. But, you know, definitely the, the lower distances are, are the best for this horse. But I think uh, being next to Gronkowski, uh, he's just going to have to settle for the the minor placings. All right. We're all in on Gronk. We like Gronk. That sounds good to me. All right. Let's go. All right. Race number nine, the featured event, the Edberg Million Futurity, a million dollars plus on the line, two-year-olds going 350 yards, and what a field of 10 we've got. Yes. You know, we we hyped up this this crop of two-year-olds before they hit the ground, and uh, so far they've lived up to expectations. It's been a terrific crop. We've got four, five, six runners that I think could win this race. Uh, and other than that, you're going to get a, a solid price on a few runners. 
I think you got You can guess who I like. I wasn't really sure with uh, with you after trials night, uh, but I think I've got an idea. But I'll let you go first. I, let me see who you like. Okay, I went to the eight powerful ah, favorite. Ah, yes. This has just been my top two year old from the works. Had a really nice debut, but I thought was really impressive there in his fraternity trial against SC Moneymaker, where he was broken, bumped, and was lugging in, but was was still catching SC Moneymaker with every stride. I like that this horse is drawn towards the outside. We just need to have a clean break, you know, because being uh, drawn outside after what we saw in yeah. the kindergarten, yeah. uh, where, where we kind of had everybody lugging in there and Wicked Affair came away with a clean trip. Uh, we're definitely going to need a, a clean start for powerful favor, but I really like this horse tonight. You want to talk about a visually impressive second? That's it right there. Powerful yeah. favorite. He he was making up tons of ground on the winner, SC Moneymaker. And, uh, you know, that damn, remember we rose. She's been dropping runners left and right. And she has another one here for for the Rosenthal Ranch. Chris Odell, Eduardo Nicasio stays aboard. And I did not pick the favorite either. We, so we're going against Wicked Affair. Okay. Who did you go with? I've, uh, wave her down. All right. I, I was visually impressed with this horse. The final trial of the night there uh, really leveled out nicely and improved their 1756, which uh, was the fourth fastest qualifier. And I was just visually impressed how well she did, how how much more much mature she looked from first start to second out. And then the breeding is there. She's bred to be a good one. She's obviously shown she's she can she can possibly a real good one. It's going to be one of um, one of the steps to take here in the Edward Cody Jensen comes into town to ride this one with Ayala. Talk about Ayala. I mean, he had he had a few different choices to go. Yep. I mean, but he had to stick with the runner that that got him the big futurity win. So you can't blame him there. Sticking sticking with Wicked Affair and Wicked Affair drawing the outside is going to make him a tough horse to beat. But we're both searching for kind of that middle price. I'm going to weigh her down at four to one. I'm surprised powerful favorite is three to one, but yeah, uh, I do think Wicked Affair is going to be your post line favorite. But then I also think SC Moneymaker is going to take more money than the eight. Gosh, he, like you said, it's just so competitive. It is along through here. <laughs> I mean, we, both of us, uh, we're we're just. Are you you're checking out uh, SC Moneymaker? I have him, or do you third? Have, okay, yeah, I know, I'm, third. I'm fourth. Fourth? fourth, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's probably in my fourth spot, but yeah. I mean, my top three powerful favorite, yes. Wicked Affair, and Waver Down. I think the only one I, I really like as a standout is Powerful Favorite, uh -huh. but I think it's more uh, sentiment yes. uh, on my side, but really it's interchangeable between these three horses because Waver Down, I think once she got a clean start, really showed uh, the potential that she had. And uh, she just dominated that night, and getting that four to one, you know, I think that's that's really good value. But Wicked Affair, I, I think, just getting that outside post mm -hmm. is really going to play into her favor again, uh, in case there's any shenanigans that, that that go again. You know, after what we saw in the kindergarten, I think that's that's a really nice place to be. But God, I mean, what a field! It's tough. I I really uh, like these these two year olds. I mean, if you take away if you take away the Moynihan odds and just look at the field top to bottom, I mean, you could. I'm scared that I'm scared that Dexter is going to be too good of a price to ignore. Mm -hmm. I'm scared that a political Pence could could put it all together second time locally over this over the start over, over the track here. And you're talking about the two and four being twenty to one on the morning line. Yep. Uh, those are horses that I would not I would not leave out 
of any kind of a of a exotics. And then Striver, who just finished second to uh, Wicked Affair in the kindergarten, that was fifteen to one. Yeah. I mean, this field is stacked top to bottom. The top four, I'll go five, ten, eight, three. I went just a little uh, reverse eight ten five three for me. All right, give me your give me the long shot. You the long you shot. Not leave out. I would go with the one, Mister A. Political. Ooh, okay, yeah. I think uh, drawing along along the rail uh, can be beneficial in these types of races where where some trouble can occur, and he's uh, been another one that's been highly regarded. I think all year round, but. You know, just uh, had a little bit of trouble there in the debut, uh, but in the fraternity trial, you know, really kicked it in. Wasn't that strong of a trial. I, quick to royalty, uh, you know, for Paul, I think is, has shown some stuff from the works, but hasn't really uh, shown it at night a whole bunch. But I think that would be my, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be my long shot for 30 to 1 and draws along the rail. You know, you can get some uh, upsets from that yeah, close I'll, position. For me, it'll probably be the Ford Dexter. Um, we know this horse doesn't. Is that this is not a problem for him? If he can just improve a little bit out of the gate, he's going to be right there. I, that's the horse that scares me. Uh, so if you're looking for a long shot on my part, I'll settle on the four Dexter. But I, I think that was a lot of uh, long shot plays on fraternity trial. Yeah, that was that was the that was my long shot play on the program. I do okay. a, I do a lock and a long shot. Yeah. Dexter was my long shot play, and I got the job done there eight to one. Anytime you're going to get Jaime Gomez at eight to one, a horse that's undefeated there. Yep, a two for two, and now you're going to get him twenty to one. Uh, a horse that had improved from the second, from the first out to the second out. I mean, that's that's a horse I'm scared of. So uh, somewhere, somehow, I'm not going to leave Dexter out. Okay, so uh, yeah, I think uh, all the way through, it, it looks pretty competitive. Uh, I mean, even Patty Riley, who looks like he's been improving uh, with with each start, and I think the longer distances have have suited this horse. I mean, he's at thirty to one as well, and he won nicely. He won easily there. Yeah, I think he was. He's pretty impressive. He took a really big step forward in that one. I think you're getting a nice price on him. Uh, who who else? Uh, Striver. We already talked about just Macho Corona. Uh, just finished uh, half a length back of Dexter, but yeah, uh, was gaining on on that horse. You know, in the end, so uh, maybe that one can turn it up a little. Caesar De Alba, big mm -hmm. money rider, yeah. gets aboard that one. So. Uh, it'll be a tough final. We'll see, yeah. we'll see what happens. I hope it's cleaner than the last one. Exactly. That, that's what uh, I don't want any excuses for anybody. And uh, let the trip. cards fall where they may. Exactly. That's that's what I'm hoping for. So I'll pick Waver down. You go with powerful favorite. Yes. And if they improve, they're going to be tough to beat. But all eyes will be on Wicked Affair on the outside. Can this horse sweep the first two big treaties of the season? We'll find out on Sunday night in race number nine. All right. That's a, a fun look ahead for Sunday night. Anything else for the after show? Have you been watching uh, any Royal Ascot? Scott? I know. I was catching my Z's. <laughs> the Babby Therapist uh, was keeping me up late. so I, decided... I know you were firing on which color the queen was wearing, <laughs> I, I right? Did. Yeah, that, that, was, that was my prophet. But uh, no, I did catch all the recaps. Uh, shout out to Candice Hare, another one of the listeners. I think we're up to seven now. Excellent. Uh, she picked up. I think she picked a fifty to one winner mm -hmm. uh, during the season. So as always, been fun, and uh, I'm gonna see if I can drag her over here and see if we can have her on the podcast. She said that she's has to come out for tacos one of yeah, these nights. She, correct. I, I hear every yeah, now and then she that she's came gonna out, come out. 
she came out a few months ago. She told me, she's like, hey, I'm coming out. What they did recommended coming out. I think she came out on a trials night, which was fun. So I'm going to see if I can get Candace back out here. And if we can, we'll we'll pick up some tacos from Shawnee's and 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 debate a little bit about quarter horse racing on, on, on the podcast. But World Cup, have you been watching World Cup soccer at all? I have. I haven't been keeping up uh, with today's scores. I know uh, Brazil won. Yes. And then I... I heard a little bit of Nigeria. Nigeria um, won. Okay, and but uh, I'm a big France guy. France Ooh, is my team. France, yeah. Uh, uh, nobody uh, come at me with <laughs> the, the, that. I'm I'm not uh, rooting for America because obviously we're out. But when America starts taking soccer seriously, <laughs> exactly. then I will get behind them. <laughs> Poor Landon Donovan got so much flack <laughs> for like I, I think he sent out a tweet that he was supporting Mexico now or something. Yes, he played in the Mexican league. You got to give him some slack. I mean, uh, he's he's fluent in Spanish. He's got a. He grew up in Southern California. Uh, he's pretty sure he's got a lot of Mexico friends. So, but a lot of people are like, ah, you can't root for, for yeah. your rival or whatever. Yeah. Can I just say to people, just because you root for uh, another national team soccer team, doesn't mean you're a horrible person. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> like you don't have to roast the guy just because he he was wearing what was it a uh, the Mexico scarf? I think he was uh, wearing the scarf. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, just just leave him alone. He's just watching. He's I not know. even playing I anymore. Know. So, yeah, I, but I, I've been keeping up uh, a little. Um, obviously, like I said, France is my team. Argentina's but in trouble, which was a big Argentina Messi, his wow. body language has looked horrible. Cristiano Ronaldo has been the, the guy of, so far. He, yes. scored, he has scored every goal for the, Portu, the Portugal uh, national team so far. Um, he's looked like the world's best player as of right now. Um, but it's been fun keeping up. I think it's gonna it's it's gonna get a lot more fun now because we're gonna get uh, games during the week, so that's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's always hard to uh, to watch them because they're yeah. so early. So yeah. so you gotta wait till uh, well three or four o'clock to watch the yeah. the replay show yeah. on them. That's the only hard part. So we'll see. We'll leave it at that and and see where we're at next week with the World Cup. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.